Okay, welcome everybody to the next episode of our Copy Breakdown podcast. And today's guest, I'm glad to introduce Dario Cruz, who is the executive officer of the FuseNet organization. So welcome, Dario. Thank you very much, Aaron. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, no worries. I'm always glad to have interesting guests on. And I think that you're most interesting because you're leading this uh, FuseNet organization, which has large, I guess, connections with the fusion programs across Europe. So maybe we can start there a bit. Um, maybe you can explain to us what the FuseNet organization is and what they do. Sure, sure. So, well, FuseNet stands for the European Fusion Education Network. So the, the goal of FuseNet is to be a platform where all educational activities in fusion in Europe can be located. So we are like, uh, we would like to consider us like a central hub for uh, European education in fusion. And um, well, the association uh, targets uh, students from various educational levels. Uh, we start quite early from uh, primary school. Then we go up the way secondary school. Then we have bachelor, we have master, we have a doctorate, and then at, uh, we have a, a last work package, which uh, works with uh, professional development. So the goal of Senate is to provide education and training for uh, Fusion students uh, to be able to integrate within this emerging uh, work field of Fusion. So we are thinking about the the next generation developments, the machines that are being built at the moment, the machines that will be built in the future. So we're trying to promote education at this time so we can have uh, a skilled workforce uh, in the upcoming years uh, at the moment where they are needed uh, to operate these, these machines that, that are under construction or are soon to be starting operation, for example, like ITER, the, the most the most famous one at the moment. But also we are thinking about the, the next steps, the demo and all the and all the accompanying installations that that uh, need to be constructed to to help uh, fulfill the goals in fusion. So this is pretty much it. We are a student-oriented association. Uh, we have among our members almost seventy members, which are wow. divided, yes, between universities, research center, and companies company, companies related to fusion. And we are part of Eurofusion. So we are a Eurofusion funded institution where we consider ourselves a branch of Eurofusion, which is the European Consortium for Fusion Development. Uh, so yeah, so we are really integrated into the fusion environment. We take pride of our network and our community building uh, activities, but also of our education and training activities with, with students that perhaps uh, later in the, in the interview, I can talk more about it. But yeah, this is pretty much Fusionet in a, in a nutshell. Oh, that's pretty interesting, actually. I didn't know FuseNet was already involved at the primary school level. That seems incredible. <laughs> yeah. You just got to teach them when they're young, you know, this is the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people that really don't know, sometimes people don't think about it because, of course, Fusion at the moment is really focused on on pushing the limits and solving the, the issues and the challenges. So it's there is a lot of ongoing research, which is necessary at the researcher level, PhD level, and uh, and yeah, so this is this is the forefront. But of course, we have to think very way way back at the beginning of education because, like I mentioned earlier, these these, these young kids at the moment is going to be the, the the people who's gonna who's gonna be taking the the next challenges in fusion and 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 probably we'll see the the the, the futures of of all the work that has been done at the moment. So we need to be ready uh, in the fusion community to have this transition of of generations within our field, otherwise we risk having a, a generational gap. And that would be really, really bad, uh, especially at this moment where we are building the machines and we have uh, things ready to operate. So we really need to have skilled people available from the early ages to, 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 to fill in these gaps. So, Yeah, that's true. And it helps to keep the knowledge around, right? I, I suppose that's a, a big issue when a, a senior professor or a senior uh, research staff retires and then, you know, who takes up that mantle, who keeps that knowledge in the institutions and stuff. That's very important. So I'm glad to see that uh, you guys are taking care of that. <laughs> and uh, I guess from your opinion, this is more now into, I guess, based on your experience in the fusion uh, education system and, and dealing with uh, 
handling these these efforts. What do you think the state of fusion physics education in Europe is right now? Do you think there's enough going on to support the machines such as ITER and maybe demo in the future? Or is there room for more? Uh, what do you think? It, how do you think it is the landscape right now? I think the landscape at the moment is very promising and very good. Of course, we need more. That is for sure. But uh, if I focus, for example, on the master level education, which is like one of the, 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 the main targets of Fuse and our master students, although I mentioned earlier that we encompass the whole the whole educational range, but uh, our, our main focus is master students. At the moment, there are good uh, master programs in Europe that provide uh, proper education and that are, uh, let's say, well, we're interconnected with the different uh, research centers, but also with companies. So, so students are able to to work on a project at the at the very heart of, of fusion research, but also they are able to do some internships in in, in fusion related companies. So I say it's promising, but it's not enough because mm. we we really have a, a huge demand for 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 personnel and for students for researchers and not only for researchers and engineers, but also for 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 people with fusion knowledge that are able to work in specific projects like uh, construction development. Uh, communication and outreach so there, so there is a lot of need now at, the, at this current stage of fusion so we need more we need to we need to uh, to to try to attract new talent we need to be able to provide in europe uh, more uh, formation in in fusion uh, so we need to find the we need to find the, the people but also we need to increase the the program so they can they can join so is for europe is is doing well so i believe that europe mm as the leader of fusion in the world, I would say, because I think that the Europe uh, is the one that, that uh, invests more, more money and resources in the development of fusion, if you take the situation worldwide. So Europe is in a, in a, in a, in a very good place, but it, it is clear that we need, to, we need to improve this because in the long term, this will not be enough. And, and we really need uh, this, this, this to increase in the, at, at the time. So I think mm -hmm. not not to make advertisement, but you and I came from a from a very nice master program. We have very fond memories of this, the European yes. <laughs> program. So Fusion EP, it's, it's a really good initiative with a lot of of, of benefits of uh, uh, traveling, moving around, mobility, student mobility. This is also something we 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 support in in, in Fusion. It I, I maybe I forgot to mention in the in the early in the beginning that. Uh, Mobility is a key aspect of Fusionet. So we give uh, mobility support to master students. And uh, yeah, that's one of our main tasks. Also here in, in the headquarters of, of Fusionet, it's their TUE, the Technical University of Eindhoven. And also the Technical University of Eindhoven has a, a Fusion master program, which is really big. I think along with the Fusion EP is the, the, the biggest, are those the biggest uh, master programs in Europe. And, and yeah, students also here, they, I'm looking there because the, the students of the master program are across my window. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so so the, the, these programs are really good. So we we know from experience that they are good, but they need to 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 be increased. So and enhanced. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I definitely have fond memories of the Fusion EP program. It was this mobility that definitely made it attractive to me to apply and join in the first place. So uh, I suppose it's fun that uh, you're working there now and contributing back <laughs> to the program yeah. in your way. Yeah. <laughs> it's something it's something I'm really I'm really happy about because I, I I've been a I've been myself a beneficiary of the of the initiative of Fusionet as a student. So I took part of the mobility, I took part of the training courses. So I know I know from experience that it works, that it really helps enhance your career and get more involvement in fusion. So now that I chose this path away from research and now moving into more uh, education, training, communication, outreach, I'm, I'm really happy to, to, to provide the same opportunity to those students, the new generation of students, so they're able to also to, to be integrated into the, the whole fusion community with mobility, with support. So it's really nice. I have to, I have to tell you. Yeah, and uh, that's that's actually a good point to bring up now that uh, the outreach and engagement of fusion. So this is something you said that you're working to improve. So what is uh what do you think? Uh, how do you think that's doing right now? Like, uh, is it enough or is it? Uh, is the outreach good? Is the response from the public good? Um, and how can we improve it if you don't think that we're quite there yet? I would say that usually response for people is good, but that this is this is a field that we really need to improve in fusion. I I, I believe mm. because um, in the fusion community we have really very high skilled people, 
uh, that work on the, the the challenges of fusion, which are really, you know, mind blowing, and you really need to have skilled people and really smart people to work on this. But uh, usually, the, the the issue with this is that people are really uh, like centered in the in the inside of their own community of their own problems, which I understand. But it is sometimes difficult to to let the public know what, what is it that we're doing because people think about nuclear fusion and out of the blue, well, we are related to many things like oh yeah, nuclear, oh <laughs> well, <the> tragedy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, fusion, and and what about the bomb? So is it, are you, can you make a bomb? And so, but but it's 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 the preconception of of people uh, having uh, like these thoughts from other industry, like say from the fusion industry or or, or whatever. But they really don't know what fusion is. But it's also because there is a lack of of, of sharing with the, with the public. So maybe some 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 researchers don't see the the, the value of this uh, of uh, talking to the public. But we have to remember that fusion and at least the, the the initiatives we're working on are mainly public funded. So fusion in Europe, the the main the main uh, economical driver is the the European Commission, and the European Commission is taxpayers' money. So actually, the people need to know what is it that they're they're funding <laughs> and we need to be able to tell the people what is it that they're the taxpayers are spending the money on so i i, I really believe that that uh, communication and outreach is really important also to to in to show people what fusion is to 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 get people involved in 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 the goals of fusion because the goals of fusion are really good and we have the experience for example we had uh, it was two weeks ago the the Dutch Design Week here in the mm. Netherlands. So the, uh, the it was at Eindhoven, and we had this. Uh, we had an invitation from 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 the organization to have um, a booth uh, about fusion in in within the the Dutch Design Week. So we we from the the, the fusion group here at the Technical University of Eindhoven, they they brought some some experiments, some plasma experiments, and, and we were there invited to talk to the people to interact with the people and there was a lot of interaction people were really interested mm. and uh, once you you discuss with people the goals of fusion not not, not only the good part but also the the timeline and and saying that so everything which you are very honest with people people really uh, like follow this initiative they're really interested and they see the, the benefit of it so i think if we can if we can reach the more people we can reach with our objectives in fusion the more interested people would be. So fusion is a really interesting field now for the people, but they just don't know about it. So there are, hmm. there are few there are few opportunities to get to 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 know uh, what fusion is really about. So I, th I think that the communication from the researchers it's really important to to try to to communicate in a simple way to people to let them know because at the end, well, the funding is coming from there. So <laughs> we may we may be able to do great research in fusion and great. Uh, um, milestones and everything, but if the if the if the support from the from the people is not there, then it's really complicated. Also, because people need to know that the end goal of this is actually to improve the quality of life of the whole planet and to and to bring the the human generation to the next level. So, I think these are good initiatives to be shared with with the public. I would say. Yeah, that's true. And I think even as a researcher, maybe this is a bit selfish to say, but like, it's nice to feel that the public supports your research in some way, right? Like it is something they're interested in and you're bringing a lot uh, to, to reality, a product or a, a solution to a problem that uh, people really have. So that's also really nice as well. And it's good to know that the public has your back in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, good thing that you mentioned this Touch Design Week. I mean, I volunteered uh, for one time slot during that week just to talk to people. And I found that a lot of, a lot of the public people that I talked to during that session knew a fair amount about fusion. Either they've heard about it or, you know, always some sci-fi show mentioned it here and there and they were curious. Um, but I want to ask you, because myself, I'm a bit more scientifically minded even when I was young. So I kind of naturally went in the direction of science and tech. But do you think that the general public, like people who have not went that direction or have found some other interest in life, um, would have heard of fusion or are interested in in fusion at all? Uh, what's your experience on that? Well, yeah, I'm also. I was also yeah participating as a speaker there, and also I was I was really surprised sometimes of people actually getting to know fusion and 
And I, I, I told them, I asked them sometimes, like, why do you have such a deep knowledge of fusion? Because, you know, you usually explain to people like, yeah, well, fusion, yeah, but you, what about the, 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 how do you dep deposit the energy? What about the, the exhaust and, and these, these topics that say, oh, well, you, you know, more or less how the, how a tokamak works, at least, or a yeah. stellarator. So, well, people usually, they, they say, yeah, well, uh, I have my son who is into, into studying something technology or I, or I saw a video somewhere. So, so actually people, people get the information from fusion from really sources that you wouldn't expect. But mm -hmm. this is also a good thing because you know that, for example, if you are able to communicate in videos, for example, your initiative, the, for example, having a podcast in, in YouTube, also our initiative, we have from Fusionet an educational video that we released recently. It's also available in YouTube. Mm. It's called uh, the nuclear fusion, the easiest thing nature does. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it happens naturally, right? Yeah, well, it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so we have this educational video, it's a 30 minute video in the outloading um, uh, YouTube in the Fusionet YouTube channel. And and yeah, and this 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 kind of it's it's a general overview of fusion for bare basics. So it's not uh, uh, it's not really technically oriented. It's more like we had the aim for secondary school students uh, and uh, yeah, an early bachelor student. So it's really really simple, but uh, but well explained. So people actually get to see these videos and they get interested. And and yeah, it's it's interesting to see the the source of information that fusion comes to people. But that's also shows the importance of being able to transmit to the public. And also the same thing that we mentioned early, it's very important to get the people from the young age to be mm. involved in fusion at this early stage. So to have some knowledge in fusion. So yeah, so I think uh, I think the 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 earlier the the people get to know about fusion from the right channels so with proper information uh, simple but adequate and, and accurate information about fusion i think this is going to be helpful once they are grown-ups once they 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 fit properly into society so people already know have a, have a, have a knowledge and understanding a proper base and that would help also with with uh, speeding up fusion research in the sense of getting more people invested in the field, but also will help a lot with public, public acceptance because usually the issue with public acceptance is that people really don't know what they're talking about. So, so you are you can be against something, but you really don't know what it is. So that's the mm -hmm. case, especially in the in the in this field. Uh, so fusion gets associated with many things that have nothing to do with fusion, and that's also and that reflects on the acceptance of the public. So if people actually know what they're talking about or people know what they're against or or in favor of so that makes things easier so i i believe yeah yeah that's it's good that you mentioned that youtube video so we'll we'll put a link attached to this oh, uh, podcast <laughs> episode and hopefully people can share it especially if it's a short sound bite you know then you know people people have the attention span for that and it's it doesn't take much of their time so that's really wonderful um yeah that's true that uh I found also interesting that in the field of fusion, it's especially once you get into the technological part, it broadens significantly. Like even the science itself is quite broad. It touches many different aspects of, of science, but also then the technology, once you include that, it's really a broad field. You can get involved in so many different ways. And it doesn't even have to be technical in nature, as you said, with communication and, you know, outreach and stuff like that. So it, it's it's really interesting also to provide the information of all the different opportunities um, within Fusion for pretty much anybody who's interested in in doing anything, right? So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's I think that's the beauty of Fusion. There is a place for everybody, literally. So mm -hmm. also like people mainly associate fusion, of course, with science and engineering and really high tech and high level, which is true, <laughs> but that's not the only, but that's not the only, the only opportunity to work in fusion because fusion now needs a lot of, of uh, deployment into society. And, and I, and I bring up the word deployment because just today there was a masterclass here uh, from the fusion master at TUE. And there was a exposition from the students uh, about deployment of fusion. So mm -hmm. I was invited to attend the session. I attended it this morning, and and yeah, they were a part of their task was to explain uh, all this, uh, the, the how how to deploy fusion in into society because we of course we we still need to to fix the technological scientific challenges that 
we are working at the moment as the, the fusion community, but also we already need to start preparing and seeing how how is this diffusion energy going to be deployed into society because there are many aspects and you need uh, you need people involved with communications, uh, suppliers, uh, regulations, uh, legal matters. So I think fusion is a really broad, like you mentioned, a really broad field, uh, and it's uh, there is opportunity for everybody. From many different sectors, not necessarily science and engineering, but but there is a lot of of, of uh, requests from the for the fusion deployment that need to need people to to from different backgrounds to to join the, the fusion efforts. I think it's really nice. It's really nice to to have this multidisciplinary uh, approach uh, to fusion. Yeah, I think just like last month we had uh, Professor Nick Lopez Cardozo on who is talking also about the issues of deployment of, of fusion reactors. So I imagine that he was also quite, uh, quite interested in that masterclass. Yeah, um, he, was, he was present. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, but I think that you, it's interesting that you mentioned that communication is also an important, plays an important role in the deployment um, and improving outreach and engagement in general uh, is crucial for that aspect. And I'm curious, how how do we do that? Other than you know, doing maybe what we're doing, talking about it and talking about it in a in a public manner where anybody can listen to. Uh, are, do you have other ways of how we can improve the outreach of fusion, especially because it's so heavily scientific or so heavily technical sometimes, right? I think I think one of the one of the ideas, but it can be it's it's done more locally, but uh, uh, it's very successful. I would say is about uh, bringing uh, the public uh, to the facilities of, of fusion. So the biggest and I would say the best example at the moment is ITER. I am uh, I am lucky to 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 know the people from the ITER communication office, and they do an amazing job. And, mm. and and one of the things they they do is uh, they bring people to Twitter, any kind of people. Like uh, the public is able to go to Twitter, they they give a tour of Twitter, how it works, how uh, the the challenges, the everything. But also people get to see what is what is fusion, and what the what what a fusion machine looks like. And Twitter is a very impressive machine. So of course mm. that uh, when people get inside, it's just as amazing. So so they do a really good. Um, communication outreach especially for the people in the region because uh, they, they want to involve the public and have the public there so i think these kind of initiatives although of course not everybody is able to travel from a far place to go to Ether, but but i think getting getting the people uh, visiting the facilities getting the people knowing the researchers knowing what 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 actually fusion is about i think that's a good that's a good approach to to making fusion closer to the people and uh, of course you need you need a uh, good communication office uh, you need uh, yeah you need the availability also of the scientists and the people on site to be able to deal with people coming in and out all the the whole time because some people some some researchers get annoyed by by having you know and i and i can understand because if you're doing your research then you don't want people just moving around you and, and looking looking at you like hey the researcher <laughs> yeah. but yeah but but i mean you it, it would be nice also to allocate some time to to have this interaction with with people so so yeah i think this this these initiatives could could also work um, yeah, there, there's there's this is the the one that comes to mind, but uh, yeah, this is the closest thing you can get to the public. Other than of course proper education and and sending a message to online media channels. So yeah, also I would say online media, although it's less of course less in contact, but but being able to have a good social media strategy, I think especially at this time of civilization where where social media channels and diffusion are really important i would say that all, jumping into these these ways of communicating to people it's it's also it's also a good a good way to approach and also you can see which which targets you want to approach because you can see which the the age range for example that uses certain platform or not or the goals of the people using certain platform not linkedin uh, instagram uh, facebook or even tiktok so then you can see the age range and you can you can maybe a little bit target more your your um, I would say promotion of fusion or, or or the content you want to to share with people depending on the platform you you are using so yeah, yeah that's that's a good point because i think it's only in the past couple of years there's been an explosion of fusion in the social media yeah. I, I don't know if it's due to you know the jet new record or ether you know starting construction or 
I have no idea, but it, or the startups, I'm not sure, but it just really seemed like it exploded. <laughs> yeah, it so is that's true. Yeah, maybe very it's good. a yeah. combination of all these factors. Maybe it is because, yeah, I have to say that in the recent years, there have been a lot of developments and milestones for Fusion. So now I would say it's a good time to be in Fusion because a lot of things are going on now and lots of things are planning to, to happen also in the, in the near future. So yeah, maybe maybe it is that. that that's a com combined situation, yeah. Yeah, just all these these big milestones happening all together, like sequentially, and then everyone was there was just suddenly a lot of news and a lot of hype, um, which is great. You know, I I am I'm very happy for it because it brings attention to kind of what we do. Uh, but back to an earlier point, you were saying like because you said maybe sometimes scientists don't want you know general public people you know looking at them and seeing oh what are you doing and while while they're trying to work. Um, but it raises a point, like how important is the role of communication to the scientists, like to the person doing the research in fusion? Oftentimes, it seems like uh, the media outreach or public outreach to the public is handled by, you know, scientific journalists or, or people who are dedicated to communication uh, out and outreach and stuff like this. Is that the right way to approach it? Or should scientists take a more active role? Or is there anything they can do which kind of fits it within their daily routine, which would improve things? Uh, do you have any opinions on this? I think, uh, yeah, I think it's not, to be honest, it's not necessarily uh, for scientists to, to to just switch all their focus into, into communication, because I think that's also something that, you are more prone to do or not and also depends on the person mm. so i'd say for the scientists uh, the maybe with the willingness to to communicate their the results to the general public is fine also now that you mentioned the 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 figure of the scientific journalist i think this is really important so i have to to make some advertisement for for my colleagues at the <laughs> at the fusecom uh, <laughs> Fusecom is the 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 Eurofusion uh, group of scientific journalists from all the from all the Eurofusion member institutions, hmm. and I have to say that they do really a great job in in communicating to the to the public the the milestones and the and the findings of their of their researchers from their own institutions. So I think this is a very important figure and this is a very important group and and uh, a very important initiative. Uh, so these figures are important, but also the the willingness from the from the scientists to 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 show the research even to the scientific um, journalism. So just to communicate, you know, like hey, I'm doing this. This is this is a, a good thing for for the several reasons. Then they let the, the the journalists themselves to to make the the story. So it's not necessary for the scientists itself to after you write a report on your research now you have to sit and write a story for the public no there is people for that but but then they the scientists should be should be willing to to have this interaction with the with the journalists and the, and the experts in, in communication as well maybe mm. it is the case of a scientist who is really enjoying communication that's also the case i would i would mention you that you have this <laughs> this podcast and and then you are a scientist in the, doing research for eurofusion and there are, there are people uh, with similar initiatives so that this is this is also something good but this is more on you on what you like on your skills and and your background so it's, we cannot expect every scientist to be a journalist or to be a good mm. communicator but what we would like is to for the for the scientific community to to at least to be uh, willing to 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 share their news with the people who are actually communicators and and, and spread the, the news to the public. Yeah, because yeah, I find one thing, at least speaking from a scientific scientist's perspective, that often it's hard to see exactly the impact of the work that you do that could be you know interesting to put into a into a media uh, article or some kind of outreach. Uh, project right because you're often so in this de deep field and it's just like you feel like it's just incremental improvements to what exists and it doesn't make for a great story let's say um but of course maybe that's just a lie right because we, we we're doing this every day so it becomes boring to us but or, or at least becomes routine to us but maybe yeah. someone else is very interested or it could make a great story so how do you balance this right like um is it is it is it just going to the scientific journalist with everything that you come up with is that a way to do it or is there some way to kind of organize this information a little bit better 
Yeah, I think I think in the it would be at least to 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 just to summarize because of course there is uh, in, in scientific research in fusion there is a lot of, of topics you and there is a lot of of technicalities and there is a lot of, of things but at the end there is always an end goal so mm -hmm. the the end goal of all the the scientific work you do either either by experiments either by simulation either by theory but there is at the end there is some goal. So as long as you are able to communicate that goal clearly to the public and, and make make a, a, a short, a brief overview of what you're doing, I think that's enough. So because, it, yeah, in Fusion, we, we have really in-depth, you know, research and there is a lot of things to be reported and lots of things to be communicated within the community, not necessarily to the public, but to be right. shared with the community, let's say, and to be reported especially. And of course, if you if you give all, all those reports to a scientific journalist, it's going to say, what, what are you giving? <laughs> yes, exactly. What do I do with this? <laughs> so, of course, there has to be some prior, but 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 just I think with but but for for the scientists, the, the the idea is always clear. You know, you you do an experiment, you do some research, you have some goals you want to achieve. So I think starting by that, uh, then the just like a, a basic understanding of how how you came to there, I think that's that's good enough. That's good enough. For, hmm. for somebody to to who is a a journalist a scientific journalist or, or a journalist uh, to to make a story out of it because they're really good they're really trained people they know how to make story but they need to have the right elements and also very important they need to have the accurate information because one hmm. of the issues sometimes is you know the the you can have a very nice story and very engaging story but when would you see about it there is not there is not accurate information at all and that is a very mm -hmm. high risk because yes. you are you are like kind of uh, damaging yeah or spoiling the whole the whole the whole story the whole idea the whole research because you are not giving accurate information you are just sacrificing that accurate information for making a really really showboat story let's let's call it like that so i think also from the from the from the scientific uh, from the scientists it would be really good to give clear and accurate information to the journalists and make emphasis that this has to be accurate and then they of course they 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 are the ones who make the story and they, they make a good story but a good story should be especially in fusion in fusion research a good story should have some solid uh, facts uh, behind otherwise it's otherwise there is the the risk of uh, claiming things to the public that we are actually not able to do or not even willing to do but it's just misinformation so i think that that part is really important yeah i think so as well because this is i guess one of the biggest criticisms that i've heard from the scientists themselves about some of the media um let's say hype that floats around is sort of well okay that's that's not exactly true there's always yeah. these articles that say we'll achieve it in like five years and everyone's like maybe that's possible but maybe that's a stretch right yeah. <laughs> right and then so it, it's really a, a delicate balance and i agree that the factual information is important but it is also I, uh, one would argue difficult to do because especially you have to there's like ec economy of words right mm -hmm. to to be accurate and precise and and you know with all the nuance required for a delicate subject it often takes much more time and much more space than let's say somebody who who wants to get like a, a nice quick you know emotional story is willing to give <laughs> so it's, it's sort of like two two worlds that's it's hard to communicate but i agree that the outcome if done properly is very beneficial yeah 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 and it's, and if you make a a, a good outcome like a, like concise and accurate it sticks with people so people mm -hmm. and that's that's how you you get people in in events like the dutch design week that's how you get people that you talk to them and they already know a lot about fusion this is this is how you you get to them like because they they saw it somewhere they read it they 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 got interested and they got the true facts so they know mm -hmm. yeah and the amount of like intelligent questions as well like i i was going expecting i'd have to explain you know hydrogen atoms binding together and then creating energy but like everyone knew that already so i'm like yes thank you <laughs> don't have to say it a billion times save me, save me some time you know repeating yeah. the story yeah. Yeah. yeah yes exactly but that that is true though it is it is very difficult to do and especially these people who specialize in uh scientific communication and scientific journalism i'm, I'm sure it's not an easy job and it's very easy to go to go wrong so Kudos to them for doing a diligent due diligence and getting it done, right? <laughs> yeah, 
really great people working in the communication. So for for the the audience of your podcast, the the, the researchers, then the, the, they should know that usually in their institutions there is always a scientific uh, journal. There is the communication office in most of the at least the European institutions. There is so so there are really good people who know how to how to do outreach to the public with the facts. So yeah, mm. yeah, and I think that especially as as a scientist, uh, how oftentimes, as you correctly mentioned, the communication skill is is not there, or there's a specific way scientists mm -hmm. you know talk to each other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which may not be suitable for you know just give talking to the general public. It's easily to get easy to get overwhelmed with things that maybe are not relevant or or too detailed so definitely having someone in between to sort of parse it out uh is is important but do you think it's also important for the scientists themselves to have a little bit of these skills maybe not to the extent needed for a professional job but you know in order to to help the process a bit Yes, I think that uh, we can we can talk about the the so-called soft skills that mm. are always present and always required in in I think many fields. So I think it's it's always a pro, and this is something. Uh, now we're talking about the scientists, but we also um, since fusion goes with education from the early early stages. The 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 fact of of soft skills is is always a, a an added benefit to to any kind of research, fusion or not. But I would say that for fusion, this is. This is this kind of extra skills are are good because we have a very international community in fusion. So the ability to communicate with people from different cultures, different backgrounds, everybody towards the same objective, but with different approaches. I think this is really good. And this I think the I'd say the networking abilities and the and the communication abilities of, of the scientists uh, could be really helpful. So I think, especially when you, for example, I, I take the examples of, of Eurofusion because it's the, the leading education, uh, leading uh, consortium in fusion in Europe. Uh, the, the, the groups within Eurofusion are really diverse because the, the members of Eurofusion are from, from many countries in Europe. So so having these, these war groups with, with different people from, from different backgrounds, different ways to present their research, even if the scientific community has a, has a fixed, uh, let's say, way to, to show results, but still people get their own touches depending on where, they, where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. So, so if, you, if you as a scientist are able to, to present these results uh, properly to the community, to interact with your own community, uh, and also to interact with the public, if possible, then I think it's an added benefit. So added benefit in, in for you, for your working group, because then people are more prone to collaboration and to interaction, but also for your research, because things go smoother, I would say. <laughs> it's, mm. when, you, when you are able to work easily with people, I think the research goes, goes smooth. So this is also having these soft skills, let's say, or at least presentation skills are kind of they have a significant impact on one's career as well on one scientist scientific career um to be able to present well means people understand you and then that means they're able to collaborate with you better uh in some ways and i think that i'm curious if fusenet or or if you know of some other organization which provides this sort of professional development training for current scientists right like for people who have already made it let's say past the the doctorate education um because as, as far as i know within scientific education there's not so much emphasis on these soft skills they make you present here and there but they never give you that much feedback on what's a proper way to do it uh so are there professional development opportunities out there well, to be honest, I am not aware of any institution like a centralized institution that provides these 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 skills. So we are fusing it, are trying to 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 put these these skills uh, with the student community. So we organize mm -hmm. events. We also have uh, a student assistants uh, working for for fusing it. So getting into this this uh, in my community. So. We, we do it for the young generation, but for the current generation, I would say unless there is um, there is a already established uh, uh, plan for this within their own institutions. I, I mentioned, for example, here at the University of Eindhoven, they have some staff uh, formation courses, even on soft skills. 
but yeah, but from the fusion community, I would say that would be something really good for the education and training um, uh, PMU of Eurofusion, the program management unit, uh, mm -hmm. because Eurofusion has education and training. Of course, uh, the, the main focus of this is the researchers and engineering grant of, of Eurofusion, which you are very also very familiar with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, but also they would be this could be also something that could be tackled in in in, uh, in the long term or not in the so long term, but uh, could be tackled uh, in the future to 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 see to to be able to provide these these skills to the to the scientists maybe at the local level. So like I said again with the institutions that uh, are hiring these these scientists and having some 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 program and some opportunities for the scientists to develop their soft skills. Um, so yeah, I think they would be really important. And also mobility plays a good part on this. So that's why we that's why we promote a lot of mobility within within students in Fusion because from 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 experience, but also from from uh, studies, it's it's seen that uh, if you go to a mobility action somewhere, if you interact with with peers from from other from other places, and you're able to work in a in a project, a common project, or towards a goal with people from other from other backgrounds and other countries, then you automatically develop some, some skills of communicating by, by necessity, not even mm -hmm. by, by proper training, by necessity. And this is something that will come back helping you as uh, as your career uh, evolves in mm -hmm. the community. So yeah, mobility, mobility is key, I would say. Yeah, that's true. I can definitely attest to that because it's having worked with, uh, not even in just in Europe, which is already not my my home continent let's say <laughs> but it's already been such a wonderful experience here but then you know being able to go to japan and 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 work with scientists there it's just a different experience because everybody has been educated in different ways and they they understand the same you know scientific problem but just come at it from different angles and even trying to discuss that you realize how different how how much you've assumed <laughs> right yeah. and it, it yeah. really does help <laughs> it does it does yes yes, yeah. yes yes okay that's cool and so so fusenet of course supports mobility uh for master students as you said um is there is there any i guess for fusenet is there primary focus on currently on the master student or is there any like uh, ambition to spread beyond that uh in a in a more you know uh, expansive manner Right. Well, yeah. So let's say that for for our core business is is always the the master students. Uh, but it uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, we cover the whole educational range. So we do have initiatives for all the the educational levels. For example, uh, I, I can start by the by the primary school. So I, I will I will do a little review, a short review of the of the work packages we do and the activities. For example, for sure. the primary for the primary school, we have the. Uh, launched a call uh, last year for the development of educational materials in fusion and science for primary school students. So there was a call, um, a company called uh, Native Scientists from Portugal was awarded that call. Mm. And then this year they produced what uh, uh, the, the final product of this call, which is three modules on, on it's mainly science, and there is a little hint of fusion because, of course, primary school you cannot go there talking about the the atoms and the electrons and the, so, of course, this is why it's a it's a it's a it's a very special topic to, to address. But it's mainly to to engage uh, primary school kids into science, into scientific thinking, into activities, and uh, and also there is a hint of fusion, so so they already know. So we will make this, uh, these materials available uh, next year on the Fusionet website. So mm -hmm. for, for the people here, just to let you know that the Fusionet website is also um, contains a lot of, of materials, educational materials, so we are, make our materials available for the public. Uh, so these these materials will be there. So we're also looking for feedback from the, from the teachers and see how they implement this in the in the schools. Um, so yeah, so this is the, the educational material for primary school. Yeah, then we have the the secondary school. Then we have this initiative which is called the Fusion Teacher Day that we have every every year. And then the idea of this is to to invite the teachers uh, of science from high schools. To invite them uh, to an online event uh, 
where they know about fusion. So this online event is organized, is splitting half. So there is a local session that we contact the local organizers in the different countries where they provide an introduction in fusion in their local languages. So, mm. so there is a local okay. session. Yeah, there are several European countries and then they provide this, this introduction session in the local language. And then we from Fusionet organize what we call the European session. And that European session, uh, mainly we, we tell them the available material that we have with us. And then we give them a tour, virtual tour for the uh, main facilities of, of Fusion. So we, for example, this year's tour was, uh, we had a presentation from ITER and we had a, a tour from Wendelstein 7X. So they are like the, the leading experiments, the two concepts of Fusion that are being developed in Europe, the, the Tokamak and the Stellarator. So the teachers were able to, to see. And then as the part of presenting our material, I'm also very proud to say that this year we concluded a set of five modules of, for secondary school education, five modules uh, which deal with the main topics of fusion. And these models are, uh, are being developed in a way that they are useful for classroom material. And the goal with these models is that the, that the secondary school teachers include these materials within their curriculum and so that, that fusion education can be started quite early in the secondary school. So we have uh, the, each module contains the, the, the student reader, the teacher, the, the teacher material, the PowerPoint presentation for, for school, and then some additional exercises. So they are really well developed. Um, that also in conjunction with this uh, fusion video we, we talked about before. So this is like complementary, the video is complementary to that. So yeah, at the moment we are looking for for translations because of course these 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 uh, these materials are provided in English, as the, mm -hmm. this is our working language. But of course, at this stage, it would be also good to to have it uh, translated. So I'm really I'm really proud and thankful to the teachers because some of them have expressed their interest in voluntarily translating these modules into wow. the languages. So we have it at giving a follow up. So we will see how that goes. But for the moment, it's really really going very well. So yeah, so for 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 and for the other for the other activities, we have, for example, moving to the to the PhD level. Uh, mostly the education in 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 at the PhD level is handled directly by Eurofusion, mm -hmm. but we from Fusionet we provide what we call the networking event for uh, for Fusion PhD students in Europe, which is the Fusionet PhD event. Yes, we're happy to have you as a guest. I was happy to be there. It was very yes. wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> we're really happy to have you there. So the the the, the event is usually live. So mm -hmm. of course, for the years of the pandemic, it wasn't. We had a virtual editions, but we are really happy to say that uh, that this year we had the the live event finally in Padova, in Italy. It, has, it is a three day live event where we gather uh, most of the student the PhD uh, students, uh, fusion students in Europe. And it is a really good opportunity for networking. So of course, there is a scientific background behind it. So we want the students to, to present their work, but also the main goal of the event is to create a community because the student at that, at that level of education in fusion, you will, the people you know at the moment is gonna be the people you're gonna work in the future. You're, these are the future leaders of facilities, experiments, uh, uh, main lead researchers. So we want to build that community and that that event is the, the 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 way to do it. So this is something we we provide a lot of interaction possibilities with students and also we provide them with a way to show their their work. So we have a very unique uh, let's say format for oral presentations which is called the the Pechakucha presentations. So this is a, a, a this is a format where the the students have a 20 slide, 20 seconds per slide presentation. It goes on automatic, so you don't have to push it. So you just go there, tell your story. It's it's super, usually super engaging because you have to be engaging for such a short time. So we have this format for the oral presentations. And then we also had, of course, the, the poster sessions. And I'm really happy to say that I could see the 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 the, the motion of, of having this, this presentation, the, the, the engagements of, of the presenter, but also of the public to see what the peers are doing uh, what, what is the interest? And also when the when the poster session came, uh, I was really happy to see a really good interaction. There was there was not a single person in a poster just waiting for people to come. It was like just a a buzz of activity, and you were there because you were making interviews. I remember yes, you were, yes, <laughs> you were interviewing people. So this is really good. So this this initiative, we're really proud of the, of the PhD event. This is something we 
with the support of Eurofusion, we, we have every year and, and we expect this to grow. So we had really good positive feedback from, from the students. They were really happy to, to be there again and to network and to meet some peers. And, and yeah, so we will looking forward for the, for the next for the next year's event. Uh, so yeah, this is it. And then for example, for the professional development, we are involving the fusion industry. And so probably that's a different chapter that maybe we'll talk in another occasion, but the, the emerging fusion industry, not only not only for the big projects like ITER or 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 yeah or or demo or or this, but also the, the emerging startups in fusion, which uh, there are a lot. And there is a there is a lot of investment of, of, of private investment in these in these initiatives. And and yeah, so we are we are as fusioned, we are uh, connecting with these companies. We are bringing them to our network, and well, we are providing what we call the matchmaking service. So we have a pool of students uh, who belong to the network of fusioned. So we connect them with the companies, with the institutions, with the research centers, with, uh, with yeah, with with the members of the of the fusioned network, and then we connect them in in a way that the institutions or the companies they. They promote their internships. They promote their their projects, their their research projects, and then they promote it within Fusionet. And if there is a, an interested candidate, we provide the match. So say, hey, look, this is the this is an an internship that that uh, may appeal you, or the candidate says, yeah, yeah, I like I like this. So we put them in in touch, and then they deal they deal with the with the connection. And even on top of that, uh, Fusionet provides uh, economical support to for the students to go to these internships. So it is a good initiative, and that we we are aiming with that for uh, for the students to join the, the the work field of fusion. So to transition from their from their um, study, let's say, it's a study position towards working in in the fusion industry or the fusion research. So yeah. So this is an overall review of the activities we do. So, like I said, master students are our our main target, but we at the moment we cover quite a lot of range, quite a lot of activities in in the whole educational educational levels, and we're really happy about that. And we we see the benefits. So we are we are we are forming and we are training and we are promoting fusion for for this generation, but also for the generations to come and for the generations that will. That will actually uh, work on the on the machines that are being built now on the projects of the of the present. Yeah. Wow, that's that does seem like a very impressive list of of activities. Uh, <laughs> I'm still like blown away by exactly how much use that does. This is really crazy. Um, and it's it's great that it's you're seeing some positive feedback loops on that. So it must be very rewarding for you to to be working on that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, actually, I would so I'd like to call it. We're running low on time now. So thank you again, Dario, for coming on and sharing with us your experience and also with what uh, FuseNet does and how people can get involved in fusion moving forward on any level. Right. They could just take part in any of these activities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you Aaron, very much again for the yeah. invitation. And uh, thank you very much for having this 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 initiative, this podcast, because this is also really helpful for the for the building of the community and for the widespread uh, information of fusion and, and, and public engagement. So thank you very much for this initiative. I wish you all the success in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming episodes. And then yeah, well, let's see, let's see if we can continue in the Education and training uh, business in 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 fusion, which is I think there is a there is a good perspective for the future, and 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 I think all the all the the seeds that are being planted at the moment in terms of uh, formation and and engagement and bringing talent, they are gonna be rewarded in the future, and we're gonna we're gonna see some some nice results. Yeah, and I think it's already starting to pay off. To be honest, the amount of of outreach and, and interest in fusion has already gone up so much, and I'm sure it's in no small part also due to your efforts at FuseNet. So this is absolutely wonderful for me to see and uh, hopefully be part of. <laughs> so thank you, Dario. I'm sure I'll see you again floating around the university and and Definitely. doing communication type things. And to all our listeners out there. Please feel free to check any of the FuseNet uh, material and you know get maybe educate yourselves on what's happening in the world of fusion. So with that, see you everybody on the next episode. Bye.